Hi there, my name is Anna Michelle Gomu and you are listening to the podcast where we take our time to seek God in His Word each day. We're currently on a Bible in your challenge reading through the entire Bible in 365 days from Genesis to Revelations. And I'm glad you decided to join us today because it's gonna be great. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay listening. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 192 of our Bible in a Year Challenge, and we are beginning two new books today, the book of Isaiah and the book of Tobit. So you would remember when I said that um, the prophets, the readings from the prophets in the Bible were traditionally in according to the Jewish religion, were divided into two. They're still divided into two. You have like the minor prophets and the major prophets. And calling them minor and major prophets is not kind of underestimating or trying to classify how powerful they were or how close they were with God. But it is in quantifying the um, readings and the scriptures that they wrote. So the minor prophets we've already looked at um, are Amos, Hosea, Micah and Jonah. Three of those prophets were sent to the people of the north, warning them to come back to God. You know, all of those readings that we went over and over again, it felt like a broken record. And unfortunately, they didn't listen. And so currently where we are now on our journey, the people of the north have been taken into captivity, never to return ever again. That that is just so dark. And then you have um, the prophet Jonah, who was sent to the people of Assyria in Nineveh, which is exactly where Tobit happens to be in today's readings. And then you have the major prophets, the first or the major of the major prophets being Isaiah, given that his ministry lasted for over 50 to 60 years um, over the span of four or five different kings. And his ministry, his message is specifically for the people of the south. So even though he mentions the people of the north, um, the northern Israelites, his message is specifically um, intent, intended. <laughs> his message is specifically intended for the people of Judah and of Jerusalem. And two major things that I would like us to take away from today's readings from Isaiah chapter 1 and 2. The first is from verses, let's say 10. And I'm going to take out this phrase. From verses 12, it says, Who asked you to bring me all this when you come to worship me? Who asked you to do all this tramping around in my temple? It's useless to bring your offerings. I am disgusted with the smell of the incense you burn. I cannot stand your new moon festivals, your Sabbaths, and your religious gatherings. They are all corrupted by your sin. I hate your new moon festivals and holy days. They are a burden that I am tired of bearing. That seems like a lot. And then you would ask the question, wasn't God the one who told them to do all these things? You know, what when they were moving from Egypt, um, going through the desert to the promised land, all of the festivals, all of the temple worship, all of the rituals, all of the sacrifices, how specific they were down to the very last detail. Everything was instructed by God. And these people carried it so religiously to the point they did everything exactly as it was asked of them so why did god mention through isaiah today that he hated those festivals 
And this would bring our minds to the main point. And I'm pretty sure I, I stated this when we were going through all of those readings from the time of Moses and Joshua, that the point of worship, the point of honoring and adoring God isn't the action itself. It is the state of our hearts. Every single thing that God asks of us to do, to worship and to adore him, it is to translate the state of our heart to our actions. And what happened when this prophecy, when this message from God was given to the people of Jerusalem was that this people thought that their actions could buy their way to God, that their actions could earn favor and blessing and love from God. They thought that they could keep on doing everything as long as they did it the way it was asked of them. Whatever they were doing after that didn't matter. Whatever was going through their hearts and through their minds was of no use. They thought that worship stopped at the action. And then today we see that that is quite different from what God intended for those rituals and sacrifices to be for. In verses 15, it says, When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look to you. No matter how much you pray, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with blood. These were the kind of people that went to church every single Sunday. The kind of people that knew all laws, probably all 150 laws and commands um, given to them by Moses, by God, through Moses. They knew everything by heart. They knew how to do all of the rituals. They knew what made them unclean and what made them clean. They knew the time of the day to go to the temple. They knew the kind of sacrifice to worship. They never relented in following the step-by-step process of worshiping God. But what they failed to realize that the whole essence of God giving them those rules and those commands wasn't because he wanted to force them to be in this cycle of just doing things for doing sake but that it was supposed to be a way of expressing the love that they had for him in their heart through their actions the point of the sacrifices and the rituals wasn't the sacrifices and the rituals themselves it was their love for god expressed through the time they dedicated to worshiping him and this is a very huge lesson for us. I feel like I can so relate to this, especially being Catholic. And um, sometimes I stumble upon very funny, I call them funny because they're quite hilarious, you know, oh, funny quotes on social media where people say that um, God did not come to form a religion. He came to form a worship. He came to form a, a relationship, you know. And then some people say, I am not religious. I am spiritual. And then you have Christians. Um, fellow brothers and sisters saying most times I've heard the first one said over and over again by even Christians themselves that God did not come to form a religion he came to form a relationship while I do understand what they're trying to say and communicate but that statement in itself is rooted in ignorance in what a religion is supposed to be the religion is not about the actions it's not about the rituals it's not about the activities it's about the essence of why we do what we do and why we pray how we pray and why we worship how we worship and why we live how we live. All of those things that make us who we are as children of God is what forms 
a religion. And when you remove the intention, when you remove the heart, when you remove the love of God from religion, everything else is just a monotonous process. It's just a meaningless sacrifice. And I find that, especially, I, I say this because I'm Catholic. I, I, I don't know about any um, other um, dissection, but we Catholics are more prone to fall into the sin and temptation probably than any other Christians because we have the commands, we have the process, we worship the way God has instructed us to worship. And sometimes it's very easy for us to think or to believe that doing those things alone is what earns us God's love or is what earns us God's blessing. Sometimes we do those things because we want to fulfill obligation, not because our heart is in those things or we, we are doing it as a way of expressing the love of God. Most, I, even though I do say so myself, I dare say that most Catholics have no idea the meaning behind every single step of the Holy Mass. Why do we kneel when we kneel? Why do we say those words in the order that we say them? Why do we stand when we stand? What exactly is going on behind the scenes at every single step of the Mass? Most Catholics have no idea. And so when they go to church, they fall into the same temptation as the people of Jerusalem. They worship God, but they worship Him without their hearts. They worship God, but they worship Him with their hands covered in blood and i would just say this as probably a way of solution uh, if you are finding it difficult to understand um the things that we do in church or why certain prayers are important why we pray at certain times of the day i would advise that you um go on to this podcast i'm currently also um following as well from um i think i think it's available on all platforms it is by father mike smiths who also inspired this um bible in a year challenge he's also doing a catechism in a year challenge this year and i would advise that you follow that podcast from day one it is amazing in explaining the heart and the intention of every single thing that we do as christians and i think it is in knowing the meaning the true meaning behind this worship that we can offer our hearts to God along with our sacrifices and as lucky as we are we don't need to sacrifice goats and sheep and cows and bulls like the Israelites did we have the ultimate sacrifice being God himself being Jesus on the cross and so another thing that I got from this is that we cannot worship God as hypocrites I don't know sometimes you probably think we're so smart <laughs> Sometimes we, we overestimate how smart we are. We think we cannot smart God. And we pray to God diligently, you know, every single day. We never miss a day of prayer. We never miss a day to study the Bible. But the other hours of the day, when we go about doing our routine work or dealing with other people, we are not living the life that we have been called to live. We're pretty much living two lives in one. God sees everything and God knows everything. He knows the intentions of your heart. He knows why you do what you do. And you can't worship God and worship yourself. And so we are called to serve God in whole humility, in all obedience, 
and in all love. And then another thing that I'm going to take away from our readings from Isaiah today is in verses 18, where it says, that is still in chapter 1, the Lord says, Now let's settle the matter. You are stained with red, you stained red with sin, but I will wash you as clean as snow. And here we just see that God does not take joy in punishing the Israelites. He does not derive joy in seeing us go through pain. But I'm just going to use this as a quick example um, and wrap things up with Isaiah. When you have a fire, right? Let's say a bonfire. It's a cold night and you're around this bonfire and you're feeling the warmth and it's so much more comfortable than it was without the fire. And for some reason, you decide to step away from the fire, probably to go get something you've left in the cabin. What you feel right after you step away from the warmth of the fire is cold. Not because the fire has been extinguished. Not because the temperature changed, but probably be the same. But because you stepped away from the fire, you feel cold. That is the same way it is with God. God doesn't derive joy in punishing us or in seeing us go through pain, but when we step away from Him, it is inevitable that we experience those things because He is the one that has been protecting us and defending us from everything in the first place. And that is why His Word says that cut out from me, you can do nothing. Not because it takes away our strength, to do anything but because he himself is our strength and without him we're nothing and so let us call to mind today as we go about our day that god is our source of strength and we practically need him to survive and then before we wrap things up uh the book of Tobit. Tobit actually happened to be my best and favorite book growing up as a child because I just felt like it was like a novel. It was like a storybook. It was like a child's book that you could in- immediately understand the message it was trying to pass. So I love the book of Tobit. Apparently, Tobit is not found in every single Bible. It can only be found in some few Bibles. I think only the Catholic edition of the Bible. Or, and sometimes it is usually in a different section in some Bibles. In some Bibles, it is not there. And um, I'll probably explain why in the next episode because I really want today's episode to be really short. Um, but the book of Tobit is pretty much giving a very similar story to the book of Job. You have this religious, righteous man doing everything the way God has instructed, but then disaster strikes on him. First of all, he's taken as captive into Nineveh. Secondly, he has to run for his life because he is doing this corporal works of mercy by burying the dead. He is being punished for following God, literally. And then when he returns back, he goes blind and remains blind for four years. And we're probably going to be going through these books for a couple of days. And I would enjoy us to see and to read deeper meanings especially in i mean obviously also in the book of isaiah because it is a very huge book but specifically tobit isn't a big book it's going to take us probably less than a week to go through it so i would invite us to read it and read it with meaning and reflect on it because it pretty much mirrors our lives as christians that we get punished 
for doing the will of God. Rather than receiving the promises, receiving the blessings, receiving all the good things every single day of our lives, disaster comes upon us because we choose to do God's will. So why should we go on doing it? Why is it worth it to do something that probably might be the source of our pain and our troubles? I would um, discuss that in the next episodes and the episodes to come. Thank you so much for listening this far. Um, This has been such a joy to step back on this podcast like I never left (laughs) and continue from where I stopped. I hope that wherever you stopped on your journey, um, you do not relent. Like I've always stated that this challenge is not about going through the entire Bible in a year specifically, although that would have been awesome and amazing and great. But we recognize that we are weak and we have fallen and sometimes um, I have not been as consistent as I should, but that should not stop us from continuing um, on this journey because we are going to reach our destination and our end by God's grace. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Same place. Please have an amazing day.